God, I love Fugazi. I'm in such a Fugazi mood. I think, I think this is a Fugazi type day today. It's Friday the 13th. Oh, it is Friday. We got a lot of DIY stuff happening. Okay, we're gonna talk a lot about DIY stuff here. This is Bike Talk on the KPFK live stream. I wonder if there's anybody listening. If there's anybody listening, you can always call in. Uh, 818-985-5903 Nick is on his way down here My name is Don Ward Your co-host of Bike Talk And uh, We are starting out With A guest We have a couple guests on the show today That I'm excited about Three guests actually We have uh, Sean Dio And Nathan Snyder From the passage of a few people Through a rather brief moment in time Bicycle ride and we have um, Lauren Sensick, who is the Senior Director uh, for Countywide Planning and Development at Metro. So that's, that's a big deal. And we have her here in the studio right now. She's uh, getting her headphones on and uh, getting onto the microphone. Check, check. Hi, Lauren. Hi, good evening. Good evening to you. So... You're on Bike Talk on the KPFK live stream. Thanks for coming by. We're going to talk about what you have going on, uh, which is, or one of the projects, I guess, that you would be overseeing, right? And, and that is the LA River Path. Now, I usually call it the LA River Bike Path because I'm like a bike-centric type dude, but it's actually a path that's for pedestrians and bicycles and other forms of transportation scooters is that a lot on there correct yes yeah, will be for scooters I just want to start out by saying it's a pleasure to be here um, thank you so much for having me we're really excited about this project at Metro and it's just a pleasure to get to talk about it awesome yeah well we're excited to have you here so let's let's talk about it we've got this LA River path and uh, you know I think a lot of Angelinos don't realize that there is a path that goes from Long Beach to Canoga Park, and it has branches, too, that go into Pasadena and potentially out to Bayona Creek. There's a path out there. Um, that's way off in the future if that ever gets connected somehow, but uh, we have this path from Canoga Park to Long Beach that is just almost done. It's 51 miles, but there's a little gap, right? It, how, how long, how big is that gap? Yeah, there's actually a couple of gaps to fill until we are able to complete the entire 51 miles. Um, but the part of the path that I'm working on is an eight-mile gap that is between Elysian Valley and Maywood. So this is the part that goes through downtown. When this project is done, we'll actually have 32 contiguous miles all the way from the San Fernando Valley to Long Beach. So it's a really big piece of the puzzle of getting that entire 51 miles. Awesome. And I've ridden to the end, which is where the... F you're coming south from uh, Canoga Park, the end happens. So this gap starts where uh, at Figueroa, right? That that uh, the Figueroa Bridge, and yeah. it sort of drops you off uh, onto San Fernando. 
Yeah, it's a Riverside Bridge. It's the new bridge that's crossing uh, with the new pedestrian um, and bicycle um, connection that connects and drops you off at the roundabout there on Riverside Drive. Um, from where this path actually starts to connect to the river, um, the portion of the path that Metro is now working on is going to continue straight down the river um, and go all the way through downtown and then pick up at Atlantic Boulevard, where is the where the path picks up now to go to um, Long Beach. So are they going to... I've seen some sketches uh, like a couple years ago, I guess, where there was a kind of a the the path was going to be built out, I guess, with like a steel bridge that goes under the 110 and continues to uh, First Street or something like that. And then it goes on to the it's not going to go along the river the entire way, right? There's going to be there's some choices that we have to look at, some alternatives. Um, we are going along the river, but there are three alternatives that we're studying. Um, it's a really, really challenging section of the of the river path, which is why it's one of the last to be built. Um, we, like you mentioned, the the bridge with the freeway, but there's actually 30 bridges we need to deal with in this eight mile corridor. Wow. So yeah, we're looking at um, all of those connections and how we're going to go over, around, under, or through these bridges. So there's a lot of engineering involved. So can you describe the, the alternatives that we have? And, and so there's alternatives and the public has a chance to weigh in and choose. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's some kind of process that, that you're going to go through, like a public process. Yeah, there is a, a, a very extensive public process, and it's actually been underway for about a year. Um, so let me just take a step back and talk a little bit about where we have been in the process and where we're going. Um, we finished a conceptual design report last year where we looked at all of the different options that were available to us in terms of how we could close this eight-mile gap. Um, we we considered a number of different things. We looked at different path types. We looked at different access points where people would be able to get on and off the path and put these together into a number of alternatives that we screened against project goals. That's how we ended up with three alternatives that we're taking into the environmental document. And so we're going through a full um, environmental process pursuant to CEQA. So we'll be completing a complete um, environmental impact report. So we'll be looking at environmental impacts. We'll be looking at the project benefits. We'll be getting community input um, and really collecting all of this information in one document so we can decide what's the best path, for best path forward. Wow, that was a little bit of play on words <laughs> that I didn't even mean there. Um, but really, these alternatives, they're all very similar to one another. Um, all of them start and end at the same place. They all close the same gap. There's just some different nuances in terms of do we, which um, access points people can get on and off and different path types that we can use in terms of how much structure we use, um, where it is, if it's elevated over a bridge or under a bridge, options like that that we're still working through. So is you're, you're saying that there are points that you will, you'll have to get off the river and I guess cross some streets or take the street for a while or is this are we looking at some alternatives that keep us on the river pretty much contiguously is that's been one of our number one goals is to stay um, on the river the whole way we want this to be an entirely grade separated path um, a class one path that really works for everybody using it so we are not looking at getting on and off um, the river we're not going to be using streets but we are looking at making sure people can make connections from the on-street network to get mm -hmm. on and off mm -hmm. the path mm -hmm. yeah that's something that i've noticed is another issue which is access to the path there's actually some major uh, gaps in in connectivity to the path itself. Like, for example, when I was living in Los Feliz, it was always like a, a 
quite an adventure to get to the path itself by bike because you have to you know take los Feliz boulevard or you know cross in front of a freeway exit and that kind of stuff um so you guys are looking at that kind of connectivity as well that's good to hear yeah, absolutely. And that's really being done through partnerships with the city and the county um, as well. We're working with them very, very closely to make sure that we're lining up our plans and our infrastructure with what they're able to do on the streets that they control. Now, do you guys, you know, let's set up the the uh, totem pole of power here with Metro, L.A. City, council members, the county. What? Who gets the final say? Like, let's say... You know, there's, you know, in Council District 1, you've got Gil Cedillo, who is very anti-bike. I'm imagining that that guy is going to try to block everything that connects to the to the bike path. I don't know. But, you know, it seems like the council members in L.A. City have a lot of power. Is that something that you as Metro can override at the end of the day if there's enough, you know, popular support for it? Or do you have to defer to the city council office? Well, actually, the if you asked about the hierarchy of power in terms of really getting to finally decide what we can build for this project, it's actually going to be the Army Corps of Engineers that really rules the river and what we do is the river because the Army Corps was the one who built, who channelized the river, and its primary function these days is really about flood protection. Mm-hmm. So everything we look at, they're going to be analyzing very, very closely for any impacts it may have for flood protection. So that's a big part of why we're looking at a three-year study to document every potential environmental impact is because all of that is in large part in support of getting permits from the Army Corps. Mm. Um, In terms of the on-street connections that you were referring to, um, so Metro um, doesn't control the the streets. So what we're building in terms of the project itself, um, Metro is providing the funding and is the lead agency through design, Mm -hmm. but we really see this as a partnership with the city, with the county, um, with the Army Corps, with the city of Vernon as well and really um, trying to make these decisions together. But Metro is the lead agency, but providing the funding and leading the design. Mm -hmm. Um, The stuff on the street and the connections on the street, Metro doesn't have any control over those, but we are working very closely with our partners at city planning and LADOT, um, as well as the uh, elected officials to make sure that those connections are as seamless as possible. And what's the projected completion date? Is it 2028, was it, or 27? Yeah, so the opening date um, has a range between 2025 and 2027. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that's going to depend on once we start doing our environmental impact analysis and our hydrology and hydraulics analysis, really what some of those things we find till we have an, a, a more firm date. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to start construction in 2023. 2023. Okay, cool. I think uh, I'm going to actually be able to ride this thing. That's going to be amazing. There's a lot of projects that are way out there and you're just thinking i gotta calculate here if i'm gonna actually be alive and this project is completed so that's awesome um although it's it's still far off in the distance but uh glad to hear this um you mentioned the city of vernon they i guess they do they they touch on the la river so you're gonna have to i mean if it's in the la river you don't have to deal with them it's 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 the connection to the path where you would have to deal with the city of Vernon and the city of Los Angeles. 
It is the connection, but also, you know, this is going through the city of Los Angeles and the city of Vernon. So we want them to participate, and we want this project to be um, what they're looking for as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there are a lot of really strong advocates in the city of LA, at the county, and in Vernon as well, who really support this project and have been working really hard with us um, over the last year and even before that to make sure this project was included in Measure M and would actually happen, that have really been kind of advocates for this project and have helped us work through some of kind of our design decisions and identify some of our opportunities and challenges. So the next step for the public, what does the public need to do to um, engage with you guys and where, where is this going next? What, how is it going down? Yeah, so we've actually just wrapped up our last round of public meetings. We had our public scoping meetings um, just a, a few months ago, and our public scoping comment period closed on Friday. So we're working right now to analyze all of those comments we received. In terms of the next steps, um, there's going to be a couple of things. Um, right now we're getting a, into a little bit more of the dry side of we're going to be um, doing historic impact analysis, biological resource analysis, land use studies, really a lot of the technical environmental analysis that's required by the state and federal laws that are governing this project. But um, we're going to be having bike tours, bus tours, design charrettes, um, community meetings, but those are all a um, probably a few months to a, a year out. They're not on the calendar yet. But if you go to metro.net slash LA Riverpath, um, you can sign up to be on our mailing list and we'll make sure that you get regular updates about the project. Um, you can certainly, we'll let you know anytime there's a meeting or an event coming up. And we're also really interested if there's different organizations out there um, that want their membership to learn more about this project. We're happy to come out and come to your meetings, come talk to your organization, talk to your members, answer any of your questions. Um, we really want to make sure that we're communicating throughout this process. I would say over the last year, I think we have had um, 13 community meetings, have attended about 40 or 50 pop-up events. We've done a couple of online surveys, so we're, we're definitely committed to making sure that the community, the public, and all get a chance to weigh in on this project. Right on. Okay. So is there anything else that you want to add that... Um that that our viewers could kind of take in and and uh, you know take with them before you uh, before you head out. We we really appreciate you giving us an update on this. Um. Well, I would just say definitely check out our website at metro.net um, slash LA Riverpath. There is um, the slide decks from every single presentation we've done with the community. There are two online videos where we kind of have talked about the project and explained it. There's some graphics in there where we're explaining some of the constraints that we're going to face in this project area and some of the engineering solutions we're considering. Um, it also talks about some of the trade-offs between those different solutions. Um, so definitely make sure that you're checking that out. There is a lot of information on there, um, and we hope to hear from you. Um, and I, I really do mean that, that if you want us to come talk to your group or you want us to come meet with you, please reach out. Um, you can always reach me at laRiverpath.metro.net, and we'll be happy to chat. All right, laRiverpath.metro.net. Um, thank you so much for coming in. We appreciate you being accessible to even this lowly bike show here at KPFK. So, uh Thanks again, Lauren Sensick, Senior Director, Countywide Planning and Development for Metro.
Did I get that right? Absolutely. Yeah. And not many people pronounce the last name right, so kudos. <laughs> right on. Thank okay. you so much. Okay, take care, Lauren. Bye-bye. All right, so we have our LA, LA path coming on the horizon. We're excited, finally. It seems like it's been, uh, you know, decades in the making to get that path. I remember... My parents actually uh, took me, it wasn't a path yet. We were riding on the access roads when I was a little kid. I was sitting in a, in one of those little ch- like chairs. It was pretty dangerous, actually. I think I was like sitting on the handlebars and probably could have fallen over and hit my head or something. But um, that's exciting. So we're going to take a break. And next up, we've got uh, some folks from a very... Uh, very particular, particularly spectacular ride called The Passage of a Few People Through a Rather Brief Moment in Time. Nathan Snyder and Sean Dio will be up next, and uh, we'll, we'll take a break and we'll, we'll talk soon here. Let me get this music going. All right. I'm not the best DJ here. We need a, we need a professional DJ, but... Someday we'll, we'll be able to afford one. Come on, come on. God, I love Fugazi. I love Fugazi, and I love the passage of a few people through a rather brief moment in time. Bicycle ride. We've got Nathan Snyder and Sean Dio on Bike Talk KPFK live stream. Here we are. Here we we are. are. My name's Don Ward. I'm your host. We have a phone call already, but I don't. 
you know, the unfortunate part about this is that you just got to take them cold. So you can't preview them. You, you can't. I can't call screen. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, so it's you know all of the passage uh, like cranks are calling right now. Yeah. So if you're if you well they're there they're in the, the <laughs> they're there so just hang hang tight we'll get to you. So so do they just right. hear like hold music while you wait for them? I think I they can hear us. Well, they're probably listening to the show, right? I yeah. guess. Yeah. Hi callers. Hi callers. Uh, we'll talk to you everybody. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe I should just hang up and they have to call back, like <laughs> one of those ruthless phone yeah. contests on Yeah, I don't know. Regular I mean, radio. I, if I was them, I would hang up and call back. But I'm going to hang up on you. Bye. So- sorry. Aww. Sorry. Sorry, we love you. <laughs> do we, though? We're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we do. Oh, come down. <laughs> we love everyone. We do. We're bike lovers. And that's Not how bike fighters. <laughs> right. I mean, that's how we all met. Um, this ride has been, had gone for 10 years, week, week after week, 10 years. Yep. And you guys. stop it. Yeah. You guys, it was, it, it, it was really one of the greatest rides of Midnight Riders, in my opinion, as someone that's organized a lot of rides myself. Thank you. It was a, you know, for people that, that, that hadn't done the ride uh, it was quite an experience. I'll tell a little personal story about it. It's to me, you guys seem like route scientists. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it 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 was it was an exploration of of not just routes on the street and not convenient routes all the time, but also we were on sidewalks and passages. You know, easements dirt roads um funky something or others we found ourselves <laughs> on the freeway at some point um w- we were in sewers too uh, d- uh, storm drains storm okay storm drains that's a big difference S- big difference yeah <laughs> um and and from personally what what i really appreciated about the passage ride um was that every single ride that i did i I found myself lost and I'm somebody I've ridden pretty much everywhere in the county on a whole bunch of different rides and I've done my own rides with Wolfpack Hustle and so forth. So I always prided myself on being able to know where I was at any given point, except on the passage ride. I would, there would be a point where I'm like, I have no idea where I am. And then I'd just be smiling and having fun and then you'd emerge, and then you catch a landmark. And you're like, "Oh, that's where <laughs> I am." Okay, so I really appreciated that aspect of the passage ride. Um, tell me about the origins of the ride. Like, you guys, how did you guys meet? You know, the name, the passage of a few people through a rather brief moment in time. Yeah, is extraordinary. Tell us. Let's hear this. Well, I mean, I guess the. Like the first time we met, you know, like, I mean, you know, it was the, on the, a midnight riders ride. It was going to, I don't know, maybe like a ride arc or something. One of the things that was posted on the midnight riders site. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, know. ride arc was sort of the first ride I did very regularly. Yeah. So now ride arc was a architectural exploration. Yeah. Alex at, Emery. Yeah. Yeah, he he would probably object to calling it a Midnight Riders ride because his brand was very, you know, kind of academic, but uh, it it was posted on the Midnight Riders site. Yes. uh, Yes. And it was, I mean, it was architectural, but it was also, I'd say, 
more so about like urbanism and about the city and less about like you know it wasn't about like specific buildings per se though sometimes it was but it was really about li- sort of like you know the experience of living in the city mm-hmm. and it was once a month and you know i mean it, it was good but it would also kind of and i know i mean even alex would complain about it it got very popular you know sorry alex i i, I went regularly <laughs> um and it just you know at a certain point it became like 250 300 people and it just be- you know yeah and people would want him to have a megaphone or something and he was very defiant about like not you know not succumbing to this kind of like you know i I mean we're sort of cantankerous people in our own right but i i mean he was i'd say even more cantankerous so you know anyways not you know but it was great it was great yeah yeah, but But uh, it was we were talking about it a lot only because i mean it was one of the sort of precedents and sort of inspirations for the ride so we met at at some midnight riders you know function but i feel like we really kind of really met each other when Matt Stillline uh, yeah. had was taking a trip up to San Francisco to some bike. Do you remember what bike event it was? I don't remember. There was yeah, we stopped by it and got like t-shirts or something. Yeah, we didn't really we like, didn't really end up going to it too much, but yeah. so the two was that the New Year's party where we no like this was forty was people showed right. up at oh, Hal's house. It was we, like Fourth of July, wasn't okay. it? Or something I think like it that? was. It was sometime during the summer, and then like you know, Sean more or less organized a ride. I mean, I, I sort of assisted, but it well, was basically... Well, the three of yeah. us, the three of us together did it, but the, what really ha- ended up happening was that Matt kind of quickly realized that, like, the style of what kind of ride we wanted to do was just very... Wait, so t- Matt was was uh, organizing this ride with you guys, or is this a... No, 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 no. This is a precursor. Okay. It, was, it was called... This was in, like, 2007. It was called the, it was called the yeah. Handbone Ride because it started in Soma, and there was the guy named Soma who... Yeah. His handle on Midnight Riders was Handbone. This is getting way It's really, like, back in the day Midnight yeah, Riders no, stuff. Yeah, but, uh, very... We're, we're bringing our inside jokes to San Francisco, uh, yeah, and yeah. So, so yeah, much, we yeah. the first ride we organized together was in San Francisco, yeah. and you know, so we were just like happily like climbing all the hills and finding the cool stuff. And Matt was like, "Can't we just like stay on the low?" And you know, so really like we tried to make as flat a route as possible. Oh God, which Matt, is really you lazy which is really hard in San Francisco. But it ended up pretty being vaguely interesting. But the funny yeah. thing was like, you know, we so we like po- we like tried to you know publicize this ride, and people kept being like, "What's a?" bike ride like when i just go to the bar that's a bike you know like they didn't quite seem to understand what like a you know they just didn't have the bike ride culture that we do or did i think la is kind of unique among bike quote-unquote bike cities in that we have these party rides that relentless party rides or we we did (laughs) we We had an era of relentless they're still going on, but but it's not. It's a new generation now. Exactly. Yeah, but I we mean, do have a relentless party ride culture going <laughs> on here that other cities don't have, and I think they look at us and they either snarl at us and dismiss us or move here. Yeah, <laughs> join the party. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it also too just comes down to the like sort of difference in sort of car cultures and different. Where in LA, it really, at least for a while, really felt like, hey, if I want to ride my bike like going on a group bike ride was like a really good way to do that. And sort of, it was, it made it more feasible where in other cities where it's more bikeable, you, you just, you just ride your bike and like going on a group ride simply to ride your bike is a little bit counterintuitive because I mean, group bike rides are great, but they're also not always great. So, <laughs> you know, as someone who ran a group bike ride for 10 years, I feel like I had the license to yeah. say that, but yeah, no, anyway. I mean, I think, you know, like, 
in San Francisco, they were saying, you know, we talked to a couple people about it, and they said, yeah, we tried that, but <laughs> then just people got drunk and crashed. And <laughs> that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I think probably, you know, even though San Francisco is more bikeable, it's just kind of like part of the fabric of the city is that it is a little more dangerous to bike in, you know, like you can hit rails or go down hills and run into stuff if you're... That is true. Compared to L.A., like if you're doing a party ride, you're going to be like... That is true. That well, is also, true. it's uh, they bike a whole. It's part of their fabric, <coughs> and it's not that special to the. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Which yeah, is my. It's point, a novelty it's here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. I remember. I remember uh, when Midnight Riders was kind of first starting, and I was all excited about bikes and group bike rides. I went to go visit the Netherlands. And I was riding my bike, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is like the bike capital of the world. I'm going to start a Midnight Riders <laughs> chapter out here. And I was talking to some people, and they're like, what, what is it? Uh, I, you know, why would we go ride the bikes? Um, we already do. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, do. you're right. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah. So we, we organized a ride together. It seemed to go okay. We seemed to have a similar kind of aesthetic for what we were thinking about and so yeah it's short i don't know i mean i guess it wasn't that shortly though it was almost a year after yeah it, yeah it must have been about a year because i i think yeah it must have been like 2008 or something yeah. when we did that right? yeah so um so then yeah i mean i just kind of honestly had gotten a little bit tired of the sort of midnight riders <laughs> scene like, like it seemed like, well it seemed like it had really kind of bifurcated into rides were either like hardcore party rides where they were hardcore, like, hustle rides, <laughs> you know, which right. there's nothing wrong with either of those if that's what you want to sure. do. But that really, neither of those, I mean, I don't drink, so party rides right. at a certain point gets boring yeah, to me. Yeah. Like, you know, as people get more and more drunk, like, I get more and more sad. So, <laughs> um, and then, totally, and then totally you know, I did Wolfpack that. Hustle a few times, and I did Bicyclers a bunch, and that was cool. But I don't know, like, it just wasn't a, a 100% what I was into, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was kind of, I mean, I mean, I think even, you know, through the start of the passage ride, I was still kind of a little into the party ride stuff, but it was sort of, I mean, because of the sort of the, the bifurcation that Sean's mentioning, you know, it's like, there's, there's kind of an experience that you don't get when you're either partying in a large group of people or riding fast, you know, and, and it's sort of, you get to have sort of a more, I don't know, I, I wouldn't call it meditative, but sort of a, a better appreciation of a place when you're, you know, in a smaller group or you're going through kind of more unusual places or getting to them in more kind of unusual ways. Kind of like you're saying, that sort of experience of getting lost right? and kind of like trying to make these connections to what you know of the city and sort of, you know, appreciating the place that you're in in connection to the, the surroundings around you, which is not really, you, you don't quite get that same sort of thoughtful experience that, you know. Right, if you're in like a mass of 250 people and you feel lost, uh, or, well, not necessarily feel lost, but if, if the mass is 250 people, it's hard to have an adventure and exploration. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. And there definitely were some rides that were doing sort of interesting things that I think we, you know, were inspired by Ride Arc being one of them. I mean, uh, Robots, which was right, an occasional Alex ride. Thompson's ride. Yeah. I mean, he, I went on a couple of those and, you know, he would go interesting places um, too. And that was, but, you know, it really, you know, 
I think for us too, it's 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 always been a little bit. You know, bikes are the tool, but it's not really about the bikes right. per se. Right. And it's really about the city and and being in the city. Well, so and and that's funny because you know the the first Midnight Riders ride was an exploration of it was called the downtown fountain tour it was an right. explanation it was an exploration of fountains dead and alive all around downtown and uh then midnight riders over a period of a year or two got um so big that that adventure couldn't happen anymore it was exactly. like a couple thousand people and uh so you guys found that sweet spot again by i guess by yeah and and now the name the passage of a few people. Oh, yeah, through a getting back to the, the very first question. Here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, where did the name come from? Well, I mean, so when we were first starting, we kind of went through a few possible names, and um, none y- really captured yeah. what we were looking huh. for. And and give us, give us one of the. There's, there's no, there's no reason to bring up any of the rejects, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, um, but then the you know, purple people eater ride. <laughs> no, okay, no, no, <laughs> no. I, I, no. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I don't think it would illuminate anything to exactly. go through all the reject yeah, files. The right. Electronica Lewinsky <laughs> ride. No, honestly, there really weren't too many that we were. There weren't. It wasn't like st- other strong contenders, and then like this came up. It was more like when we. Th- when we put this forward it was like oh yeah that makes sense like that sounds like something that we wish we had thought of ourselves Mm -hmm. you know but but i mean the name comes from a situationist movie um situationism which people may or may not have heard of is like kind of i mean i always kind of call them like french asshole assholes from the 60s you know kind of like you know like their whole thing was like don't work and kind of permanent kind of laziness and revolution and yeah and sort wait of a minute wait a minute well, i like that <laughs> that sounds no, it's, it's, it's a very cool. appealing you know if you're going to go for a philosophical framework i, I mean i guess um kind, kind of, of sit the, around at a coffee shop yeah and talk about how everything sucks or but something or? yeah well the i mean the element that kind of i guess sort of intersects with like the the idea for the ride is that kind of the the notion of psychogeography and kind of you know these psychogeography is kind of this study or exploration of kind of your relationship and mental you know conception of what the city is and one of the things that they would do um is organized what they would call derives, which are these, it's like a drift through the city in which you kind of, um, you know, you set aside your assumptions and almost just treat the city as if it's something completely foreign or is, you know, or is is in a different place, you know. You could pretend that north is west and west is south or something and just sort of, you know, you know go based on that you know, idea, say, okay, here's where I would go or pretend you're underwater or something. I mean, I, I don't think these are any specific things <laughs> that they would do, but... I mean, they would, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I was being kind of especially ungenerous to them, yeah. but I mean, you know, they're basically like, they're poets, they're architects, they're writers, and, you know, they would get drunk and then, like, wander around the city and sort of see what they found. I mean, I think... That, I love that. I think, you know, Nathan kind of hit the nail on the head with, like, treating it as if you don't know what you're looking at, you know, and sort right. of treating it like it's all alien is, is a big thing and sort of you know they talked a lot about like the ambiences of the city and and then they had i mean the the thing i mean a big reason i think we drew from them too is that they're they have 
I will say strong rhetorical powers, you know, like their writing is really romantic and really sort of romanticizes a certain kind of way of looking at the city. And so they have many like really interesting texts um, about sort of reimagining the city and through reimagining the city, reimagining everyday life. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another part of the ride, which, uh, people whoa what happened here i think that might be my head <laughs> yeah <laughs> still punk rock here at yeah. kpfk <laughs> um that was another aspect of the the ride you know on the on the midnight riders calendar it's basically a marketing situation <laughs> where people are marketing their own rides and uh some people would just post a party ride or some people would post a fast ride and you kind of give it some some pizzazz with your wordsmithing <laughs> but there's something about the passage ride like i'm gonna pull up uh some of the writing here but you guys i just always loved the the writing uh the description of the ride that was to come and it would get me excited even though the you know when you really boil boil it down it's i i mean you guys would come up with these concepts that sometimes would match with the ride or other times would just sort of <laughs> like, d tell me, tell me about like what, tell me about the strategy with the writing. Like, uh, let me, let me pull one up and just tell me a little bit about what you guys went through your heads before you actually posted the ride. You, you had to agree on a text or how did it go? Well, uh, I mean, well, that's, that's maybe a big thing to talk about is that even though we collaborated on the ride, for 10 years, we almost never actually collaborated on anything. It was all kind of <laughs> divide and conquer. Yeah. So there was no agreeing. There was just yeah, trusting I mean, th each there's, other. There's sort of a similar tone and style that we have just <laughs> yeah. sort of naturally. And yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, because, you know, we would each go on both of the rides, you know, we would, you know, there's sort of a back and forth in terms of like, you know, what kind of a ride we want to do this week, you know, is it, you know, is it going to be too many fast rides or too many long rides or too many hilly rides or, you know, kind of develop? Or not enough hilly rides. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's also possible, uh, you know. Yeah. And oh, you, so. You, you're making me remember some of the, oh, some of the times, there, the pain. Yeah. There are some places that we had no right being, but they were some of the best places to be. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> Just ending up in some place that you aren't supposed to be like, uh, one of the last rides uh, that you guys threw, we, we got onto the 110 freeway and I was like, okay, you know, the bike path goes on the 110. Then you go up that little corkscrew over by the five. We didn't go on that side. We went on the other side and had never been on the other side. <laughs> and then we climbed, we, we, we <laughs> there are these tunnels on the 110 freeway over by, uh, by the LA river. Yeah. Area. And sort of through Elysian, cutting Elysian, through Elysian park. Yeah. And, uh, I remember those tunnels when I was a kid. We'd drive through there with my parents, and my dad would honk the horn. So those are very iconic tunnels. They were there, I think, since the 30s or 40s. And um, now we're climbing over that tunnel. <laughs> yeah. oh, we got a phone call. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay, let's put that on pause, and I'm going to try to actually get this person on. All right. Yeah, let's. Welcome to Bike Talk KPFK live stream. We have no idea who you are. No screening going on here. <laughs> You're on with the passage of a few people through a rather brief moment in time. Caller? Hi. Uh, how's it going? Good. Who am I talking to? My name's Don, by the way. Uh, uh, my, my name's Eric. 
Hey, Eric. Were you a passage ride uh, rider? Yeah, I was. I, I got the email uh, with the number to call in. Okay. All right. Excellent. It was a little nervous pause there because you could have just been some random caller. I have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about. So, Eric, tell us your experience with the passage of a few people through a rather brief moment in time. Well, I think uh, I went on my first ride around 2011. Uh, a friend and I found it on the Midnight Riders website. And uh, we had no idea what we were getting into. I think it was the one of the ones where they rode to the that area of houses that was demolished when they expanded LAX. I think it's like a butterfly preserve now. Mm, yeah. But, uh, huh. Do you remember the name of that ride, you guys? Um, I think it's called Butterfly Subdivision, but I could that be sounds wrong. sounds right. Okay. Um, if I can find it here, I, I, I brought the list. So you were on that ride, and and uh, you know, tell us tell us some more. How did? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've never been on a bike ride like that before. I just remember a- after it was done, wondering like, what in the world did I just do? <laughs> Felt like I traveled through three other dimensions, and <laughs> you know. I fully can vouch for that experience. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, that's going through these different cubby holes. I don't even know how you guys discovered, like, I, what was, we uh, we went on one where we were on, we were out in San Gabriel Valley and somehow you found a little tiny route, like an easement between two houses (laughs) that got us from one street to another. I was like, how did they even find this? Like, how, <laughs> how did you find that easement? You know, like, what, like was there I a mean, special mapping program? Or it couldn't have been Google. I mean, most likely it's just like looking at a lot of maps. I mean, you know, there's, you know, satellite images or, you know, street view or just often just intuition, you know. Sometimes, you know, after doing, you know, this sort of, you know, planning often enough, you'll, you know, just start to kind of look at the you know, the fabric of the neighborhood and realize where the connections are. I mean, I don't want to mystify it in this way. Like, we're some sort of Oh, wizards. shut up. But, so like... I mean, the... Oh, sorry, this yeah. ride has been... This ride is very mis- mis- mysterious yeah. and mystified. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to mystify it, but it, it's sort of like... It, it is often, you know, sort of either this process of just sort of tediously going over a map and kind of extracting all the interesting things and making a mental note of them. But, you know, often it's just sort of this kind of like, oh, I need to go to this place. What is the weirdest way I can find to get between these two places? And (laughs) that, you know, sometimes that's fruitful, sometimes it's not. But, um, you know, and I mean, I guess so far as like which kind of map, you know, we would use. I mean, I I would use Google. I would use OpenStreetMap, which would often have things that Google doesn't have. Right, right. You know, once in a while being if like it needed need something else but you know it's like it's it's a lot of looking at maps yeah (laughs) Yeah, the open source maps have things google probably has like a liability there for well and i mean especially in an open source wouldn't in the more recent years i mean google street view has gotten kind of shockingly like comprehensive Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like very detailed so i i would sometimes kind of do kind of virtual rides on street view and you could get pretty far on that Um, did you did you scout every route 
Oh, no. I, I mean, no. The, I, early on, almost every route. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just, you know, partly through being more familiar with the city and partly through laziness, you know, started to just, you know. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think towards the end, probably it was just the time, you know, so we used to, you know, we had the Wednesday night regular rides. But then we started doing kind of these series every winter of rides where we take the Metrolink and ride, you know, like at San Gabriel, wherever. And those rides were usually pretty well scouted. In fact, mm. I mean, myself, I would often scout the sort of far-flung rides twice. Um, wow. Because you just, they were so unfamiliar that, like, the first time you did it, you just realized how much you got wrong. So so I, I would often do it twice. So, um, Eric, Eric, you're still with us? Uh, so, yeah. Um, do you have any questions? Do you have uh, any questions for Sean or Nathan? Um. No pressure. No, I, mean, I, guess, yeah. I guess not. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm sad that the the regular rides came to an end. It felt kind of like a, I don't know what the the city doesn't have the same uh, same charm to it now that the passage <laughs> ride is not a Aww. a weekly <laughs> institution. But I I look forward to seeing whatever you guys do next. Well, there is the the uh, completism rides <laughs> yes. that are coming. Do you, are you aware of those, Eric? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh I'm hoping to I don't know if I'll be able to make uh the one next week, but I hope to to catch catch one sometime down the road. So you guys okay, so the passage ride went for 10 years weekly Wednesdays Meta California Donuts and I guess you guys did 509 rides. Sounds right. Yeah. And uh then it ended and it was very sad. People <laughs> there were people actually crying. I got misty eyed myself. Oh. And uh um then these new rides started popping up. You guys just I mean they're uh, old rides, but we're redoing so, them. <laughs> so the concept with completism is Yeah, so I mean basically let, let me, uh, Eric. I'm going to let you go so that um, right, we yeah. can get some more callers. But uh, yeah, um, thanks yeah. for calling in and, and thanks for coming on the ride. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for putting them together. All right, take care, Eric. All right, take care. Um, so if anybody wants to call in, it's eight one eight nine eight five five nine zero three. Call in at KPFK live stream. But, uh, yeah, completism. So you guys ended the ride. But oh, oh, wow. Whoa. This is so popular. <laughs> this is insane, actually. Okay. You don't get lots of colors on Bike Talk? No. The stakes are really low. Dude, uh, you keep saying that, but the stakes <laughs> are high, man. The stakes are high. Start selling some mattresses here. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, on, you're on KPFK. You're on Bike, bike Talk live <laughs> on the live stream with KPFK. My name's Don. Who are we talking to? Caller? Did I do this right? Oh, caller. Where are you? Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, it's John Kerr. Hey, Hi. John. <laughs> How you doing, man? Hi, I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, it's weird because the connect, I can hear myself much better. Oh, see, the- yeah, you got to turn off the live stream. That's what we get it. I always forget. We, we're, we're really uh, rudimentary here. We just... <laughs> Throw people on, don't screen them, and we don't tell them to turn off the yeah. the live stream. He'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, got a story? 
or question or a complaint, Hi, maybe? Um, well, <laughs> yeah. You're talking about completism. Yeah. And so it's not really a, it's not really a question, but um, a statement, I guess, uh-huh. that I, I thought I'd share. So, like, one of the things that I was enjoying when, like, I haven't been out for one of the completism rides, but what I was enjoying the last month and reading the description and sort of kind of looking at those little numbers at the bottom of the email kind of sent me down a, a memory like whole for some of the early early rides yeah you know i moved to la you know basically 10 years ago right when just after the ride started so like my entire life in la has been pretty much like coterminous with the passage and and john's also kind of our most valuable player i mean he's the one who's been on the most passage rides besides nathan or i so wow yeah by far i think oh for sure Yeah. yeah 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 Anyway, sorry to cut you I off, mean, John. No worries. No worries. Just thought um, you needed some introduction. Like, like my, so maybe close. not. Maybe not everyone knows that John is sort of a passage celebrity. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue. Um, sorry, this really—it's <laughs> really tough to hear you guys on this connection. Uh, but um. Did he get cut off, John? Are you still there? Oh, okay. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, so thinking about like the 10 years and kind of thinking about all like, you know, like when you read the ride descriptions again, thinking about like just going, like you guys doing the rides again, just like, you know, it's amazing how much like little bits and pieces of each ride, like kind of keep bubbling up. Right. Like not the whole rides, cause like, and, but like just little details. And one of the things that I was kind of just looking back at was it was like the very first time. I think for me, I ever rode with you guys on a route that went over like Maholland. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, like that was, you know, like maybe the third ride I'd ever gone on. And it was just kind of like, man, like I can't believe I'm riding my bike up this like, like the famous Maholland Drive, the super steep street. Like, how could I ever do this on a bike? And it was like then 10 years later and, you know, all the rides we've done since though, just kind of thinking about like the way the ride grew and how like I feel like people who did the ride kind of grew as riders in ways that like, I don't think anyone expected if they just kind of did the ride for a while because, you know, it just kind of went in a bunch of, as uh, Eric and Don had said before, like a lot of different places that you're like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. But even just the simple things, like a big hill, where it's like, you know, at the beginning, very exhilarating. I think it also taught you uh, to be an adventurer, you know, more than just a bike rider. I mean, bike riders are adventurers, but... I mean, this, the last, uh, uh, I guess it was an anniversary ride maybe or something. We, we hiked down, was that Runyon Canyon? Was that, or where was that? We were, we went up Franklin, Mulholland, then we dipped down some route and then we followed a stream and there was poison oak everywhere (laughs) and we're like tripping and falling over ourselves to stay away from the poison oak and this and that and 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 that we did that was during the day we did that before <laughs> in the, at night did you do that that we, stream at night yeah wow. but it was far less overgrown when we did it before oh. that that was the big what, difference what, what was that was that runyon or what was that i, I was that canyon has a name it must have a name it's somewhere. part of a park i forget what the name of the park is it's a, it's, it's, it's a, off the rainforest trail yeah in, is it willacre park or the other one the i'm anyway. really bad with names of things, the, but yeah on the north side of the hollywood i mean Hills. that route yes. was a major yeah. pain in the ass yeah yeah but and i actually made it a lot easier than it originally was supposed to be really? like like i yeah I, yeah that the original route was ridiculous so but but um, after doing the passage rides so many times like 
even a pain in the ass is is pleasurable after a while for some reason. I mean, well, there's there's kind of I feel like there's a process of kind of like there, there's a process of escalation. I think <laughs> yeah. there are definitely a lot of places that when we first started there, I'd be like, no, that's ridiculous. We'll never go up there. And then you know, what do you know? Like <laughs> six months later, there we are. But well, like, there was there there was also there was. There was also the, ah. <laughs> there was also the process of you know sometimes I'd go scout something and be like that was terrible I'll never take them up that and then like two days later I'd be like well I did it they can do it too so. <laughs> but I don't know I, I feel like you know on our part as well as the writers there's kind of like this you know you can surprise yourself you yeah. know like yeah. that's that's kind of one of the points of the ride is that yeah. you can absolutely get out and do these things that, and, and there's the peer pressure of everybody doing it and then you look back and you're like wow I did that route. Well, and there's the whole thing of like type one and type two fun, right? Where type one fun is just fun and type two fun is f- f- type one fun is fun to do. Type two fun is fun to have done. And yeah. a, a lot of passage was type two fun, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like even the, the type two fun, the sort of the, the stuff that's more of a hassle, there is kind of a moment where you're there and you're sort of you can step back and go like, wow, I'm really doing <laughs> this Stupid This is kind thing. of amazing. You know, this is all this stuff when you're watching an action adventure movie. You're like, man, I, that looks. I really would. And then all of a sudden, on the passage at, ride, you at, are in an action adventure at, movie. At the same time, I mean, I do feel like you know the passage is sort of, you know, somewhat amongst a certain number of people, sort of infamous for doing these stupid things. At the same time, then you look at like, there's certainly other people doing far more extreme things. I think the thing, the difference for us is that we didn't do it in the context of an extreme ride. Sure. You know, yeah. Like, like it's not a mountain bike ride. It's not a like tough guy ride. It's not a. Yeah. You know, it's it is a ride that's intended f- potentially for anyone. Although it is and pretty fast paced, I have to say. I mean, it's faster than slow, but compared to like Wolfpack Hustle, it was right. n- not fast. You, you know? know, I mean, it really was. You know. I think I got you know when I was doing the Wolfpack Hustle rides, I got some inspiration from you guys to start doing little dirt routes and things like that a little cutty spot that would annoy the hell out of the roadies and oh, spandex. Yeah. And I loved that. <laughs> um, we also inspired, what was the name of the ride that we inspired by negative? And like, uh, um, there was the, who were the, there was a couple who used to come out and they were like roadies. And then they finally got sick and tired of our like <laughs> oh. nonsense. And so then they started their own ride. Yeah, and no, I kind of I, loved I that. Know I, was yeah, like, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember what the name of their ride was. Yeah. It? started with a c i think yeah i forget anyways yeah no so definitely it wasn't everyone's cup of tea like for some people it was magical and for some people it was just like why are you doing this (laughs) like like you know like we took pride in the idea of like everything is potentially bike infrastructure right and we really tried to stretch that as far as we could you did as far as you (laughs) pretty much if a bike could fit through it you know or over it or under it uh, it was fair game Uh, i mean that one ride uh we did that went to palmdale it was a weekend ride let me go through this a little bit john you were on that ride esther just texted me it was called cyclones cyclones Cyclones. oh Yeah. yeah Cyclones was kind of an offshoot of Wolfpack too. Yeah, no, I mean, like I mean, the people who organized that did a lot of rides, but yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. when about the time they started that was kind of like after they sort of gotten sick of yeah. our <laughs> they like literally complained at least. To, they, I mean, I don't know if they complained, uh, but they complained to me. They were like, yeah, "That's so funny." You know, like, why are we? Yeah. 
they really hated the off-roading especially because they would ride like with the clipless shoes and they didn't want to yeah like, i mean you know, i i feel I, like i did they we made us real- they made a quick appearance at wolfpack maybe after they dropped you guys <laughs> and we started doing that shit too <laughs> and then, oh, and then they're like man we're starting cyclones or something <laughs> I, don't know. I, I feel i i don't know i, I mean i don't feel like we totally take responsibility for their rides. <laughs> oh, but, well, certainly know, not. Like, certainly not. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, but yeah, I, I don't know. I also think that, you know, maybe especially my rides, like since I would often announce them at the very last minute, like, <laughs> you know, you the people who would come out to the ride would just be people who are comfortable not knowing what to expect. Right. Well, there is some virtue to that, I feel like, you know, just that <laughs> spirit of adventureness. It, it is often kind of off-putting and can really like, you know, if somebody is expecting something else, then it can really kind of throw people off. Hey, well, that's a great filter because that you know we were talking about this offline a little bit, but your ride, if it got to, it did at a certain point get popular, as in more than twenty, thirty people, um, when you started getting media coverage, and once a ride gets past a certain amount of people, it's kind of impossible to have a like an adventure versus, you know, that where you're going through. It, it can become spots. like a slog rather than an adventure, yeah. you know. Yeah, like having to wait for 100 people to climb up the tunnel on the 110 freeway in the dirt yeah. is just not possible. So, I mean, you know, talk a little bit about the, the media coverage that you guys got. Um, I, I think it was on KCRW and uh, even had some L.A. Times coverage, huh? Yeah. 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 I mean, I I think. And let me, John. Are you still there? I am still here. John, um, thanks for calling in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go and see if we get some other callers. This is like unprecedented that we had two callers (laughs) at Bike Talk. So we're gonna try and keep this roll going. Yeah. But um, thanks for calling in. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, nothing to add except that I do think sometimes the passage ride felt like a parody of a tough guy ride in all the best ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank Excellent. you. Okay. <laughs> all right. Take care, John. <laughs> Bye. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys, you guys ended up getting. I mean, you got some media coverage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then I the ride grew. Yeah. KCRW did a, a piece yeah, on you guys. I, I think first the like the LA Times did one. I think. Holy. <laughs> Holy off the hook. Christ. Yeah. 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 Um, we're just going to pop them in. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you're on Bike Talk with KPF on KPFK live stream. Who are we talking to? Hello, caller. Hi. Hi. My name is Clay. Clay. Hey, Clay. Hey, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, you guys have known everybody that's called in. Uh, are yes. you playing? Is this a gag that you guys are playing? <laughs> Did you guys set this up? <laughs> We've never had this. Many we, we may have sent out an email where he told people <laughs> I could call. Yeah. Um, Clay, welcome to Bike Talk. You are speaking to my name is Don, and we have Sean Dio and Nathan Snyder from the passage of a few people through a rather brief moment in time, which I'm sure that you're very familiar with. Tell us your, tell us your favorite passage moment. Um. I don't have a favorite one. They're all amazing. And um, I have a really lousy memory anyway. <laughs> um, probably from falling on my head too many times <laughs> on the ride. Um, so um, I just want to call and thank them uh, uh, tremendously. It was an unbelievable experience. I'm sorry it's over. 
But and, it's not uh, quite over. We have completism. Yeah, we I didn't mean, even get around to t- uh, telling what completism is. It, I mean, I, I, you know, I think we look at it as it is over. Completism is something different but okay. similar. Okay. okay. Different okay. but similar. Monthly and it's, <laughs> it's basically... It's old routes, new ride. Yeah. <laughs> old routes, new ride. <laughs> yeah. And it's a route that <laughs> one or the other of you didn't do. Yes. Exactly. So you guys have some kind of OCD complex going on here well, because... I- yeah, <laughs> yeah, clearly. Like... <laughs> Look at our map. A, like. <laughs> yeah, the map. I was going to bring up the map earlier. The map of every route that you guys have done uh, is insane. You've overlaid all your routes on top of each other. And uh, it's practically every street in Los Angeles and beyond. I mean, when you look at that map... Within some distance of the start. Anyway. Yeah, the it's, city, it's quite dense. Yeah. I mean, is there any way to even calculate... How, what percentage of streets you guys have done? Um, I mean, th- there is. I haven't done, like, the, the specific number of streets we've done. I, I know that, you know, there are something like 7,000 miles of streets in L.A., and we've done 20,000? What, what was it, 23,000 or something I like forget. that? I yeah, forget. I'm bad at numbers. Yeah. 23,000 miles um, of right. routes. Is that right? Wow, that sounds like too much, but that must be right. Yeah. If you go 10 years, Wait a minute. 2,300 two maybe? weeks a year, 520, 509 rides at average I, 20 to 30 miles. I know, th- I know that it's more than halfway around the globe. That's, so whatever <laughs> that's that is. That's like insane. Yeah. So, Clay, um, you, just, you, you called to thank them. Thanks for calling in. We're going to keep this ball rolling and see if other people call in. 818. Yeah, thanks for calling, Clay. 818-985-5903. Um, Call in and and tell and, us, and we'll ignore you too. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get you on. You'll say some comment. You better be a good comment, otherwise you're just gonna sit on there. No. Uh, oh my God, <laughs> this has got to be. You guys are crazy. This is this is insane. All right, you're live, caller. <laughs> Hope, uh, hello, caller. You're live on uh, Bike Talk. I can't even say it right because we never say it. We never get callers. Yeah, here. you don't have your like patter down for a caller. I know. Yet. Yes. Um, you're live on the the live stream, caller. Who are you? Tell us. <laughs> who this are is, you? Uh, this is Steve S- calling from my flip phone. Hi, <laughs> hey, Steve. Steve. All right. Wait, do you legitimately have a flip phone? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's like I feel like that's like peak uh, uh, passage crowd is someone with a flip <laughs> phone. You know. <laughs> awesome, Steve. Talk to Steve us. Hello, guys. This is, uh, <laughs> be talking to you here yeah my flip phone actually ties into the the you know i was pretty regular for the last five years i yeah. started uh august in 2014 that right i remember there was a guy filming a documentary where he was getting like extra footage uh-huh yeah so we went like all over the place i was on a heavy bike that was too heavy and you know i'd been in like a regular roller hockey game in LA for like 20 years so I was looking for something else to do in LA and I heard about the passage ride and I thought hey I'll check this out and that that ride was pretty intense it was went very late 37 38 miles went all up and down carried our bike the guy who was on the documentary was like turn on your lights <laughs> get like better footage and he yeah, I guess you know he guaranteed everyone a donut if they made it to the end of the ride and I think what, by the time we got back to the donut shop with 45 it was definitely less than 10 people left, but I did get the free donut, and I thought, I don't know if I can do this again. <laughs> I couldn't even ride, actually, because I had my flip phone, which had the GPS. 
We can tell you're on a flip phone because <laughs> yeah. I think he's cutting out. <laughs> yeah. Where are you? Are you in the bathroom or something? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. I don't know. Sorry, I'm cutting okay. out. <laughs> it's fine. We can understand. Nah, it's just yeah. rough, and I have just a bad connection. Like, nah, you guys. We, we, we can hear. We you. don't want to give you a complex about your flip phone. Yeah, your no. flip phone's cool. <laughs> It's going to be cool in five years. You'll see. It, no, it already really is, cool. man. Stop. I agree. I have an iPhone 5 that I've had since 2012. Someone gave me an iPhone 5. I pride myself on still having that thing. Anyways, I feel you. Flip phone. But, <laughs> but, you, but you came back, and that's what's important. Yeah. <laughs> you did come back, and you've been riding ever since. 2014, you're saying? Yes, I did. I did come back, so I was pretty regular since then. Yeah. A lot of great rides. Don, I do remember there was one that you were on where we were kind of near, uh, it was a Nathan ride, and we were off-road, and we were coming down near the Hollywood Bowl, and it was really steep <laughs> to come down, and you were not too one, happy yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I, I remember that specifically, actually. It still haunts me. I was in my bike shoes. I I don't know. I don't yeah, like heights. I remember that one. <laughs> Enemy of the Stars, it was called. It's <laughs> it, yeah, I went down a different way, which ended up being just as much of a pain in the ass. Yeah, there was no easy. I feel like Nathan was sort of, the, like, I was maybe the one who did the most, like, cruelty as far as like <laughs> difficulty but nathan was like the cruelty as far as like ridiculous hills to go up and down that yeah no the, there there were some that i'm just very glad nobody hurt themselves on you <laughs> yeah. know like that's a that's a good question did anybody get hurt on a passage ride? I, a few yeah, I, what four or five maybe yeah yeah i mean we could have talked we could have asked john about it he he's one yeah. of the people who oh, really? and clay actually two people who've gotten oh, hurt <laughs> i've actually called in <laughs> Oh. There was the guy. There was the guy who. Um, oh yeah, in the had the concussion, and I guess the Franklin helicopters Canyon. were looking for us. Yeah. Police helicopters were trying to yeah. get out of here. Tell us that story. Yeah. So when we went one time, when we went through uh, Franklin Canyon, um, we like passed a ranger as we were going through, and he was super cool. He was like, "Okay, guys, just be safe." They like once you get in there, like it's hard to get. And then sure enough, Jinx. some <laughs> then yeah, some guy who was from out of town and didn't have a bike light like ran off the road and into a tree and got a oh concussion. My God. And so then someone called nine one one, and it. it it kind of ended up being a big thing. So And bike riders ever since have not been allowed through by the sheriffs or whoever that was. I don't know. I'm just kidding. No, I think uh, you can still. I know. I mean, if you're not in a huge group, they probably won't hassle you as much. But yeah. I mean, you know. So did, did they have to send an ambulance up there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. it was kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, over the years, maybe half a dozen people. I mean, it's just like any bike sure, ride. Sure. You know, people hurt themselves. Um yeah. I don't think there was any, I don't think anyone really hurt themselves because of, I mean, you know, thankfully no one hurt themselves because of the stupid things we were doing. People just hurt themselves because people on bike rides hurt themselves, you know. Right, so right. I think actually we had a very sort of mature ride culture that helped far fewer people hurt themselves than maybe otherwise might have on a 10-year ride. So I don't know. Maybe that's just patting myself on the back too much, but um you know, you know, because I mean, it wasn't like people getting drunk and hurt. You know, so right? There, there. Were, I didn't notice any drinking on the rides. Very rarely. Yeah, that was kind of a thing with Wolfpack too. It's sort of like you can't, you can't <laughs> really drink on a passage. Like that's one of the beauty of <laughs> of the passage ride and rides like that, where you don't have to worry about being somebody 
next to somebody who's drunk out of yeah. their mind. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just just kind of the nature of the ride ends up being sort of a filter for you yeah. know the kind of people who will enjoy it and. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, kind of getting back a little bit to the popularity thing. I mean, that's sort of how we solved the popularity issue we had a little bit was, you know, when the numbers of the ride grew, just the nature of the ride would cut down on the numbers because, you know, only so many people want to climb stupid hills and (laughs) go on stupid trails and stay out till two in the morning. You know, after a couple of weeks of staying out till two in the morning, that really cuts down on the numbers. Um, Um, Caller, your name was Steve, was it? Did I get that right? Yes. Steve, are you still with us? Yes, I, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Was there any parting words you had for Sean and Nathan? We're, we're on a roll here where people are calling in like, no, tomorrow. This, yeah, uh, they're just waiting. They're just yeah, I don't to we're, we're going to try to set up. I want to you know, thank them for everything on the passage. I'm glad they're doing completism. I can't make it this, this Tuesday, but I'll be keep uh-huh. going on them. One other weird passage moment was when uh, I actually saw Nathan at Trader Joe's during the day. That was kind of weird to see the guys during the day. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like the mystery of them vanishing into the night and I never see them again. Going back to our coffin. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is the thing that I always find when I ride, run into riders. You know, there's some riders that over the years I got to know pretty well, so it wasn't so weird. But that you know, it was like there's so many people that have come on the ride over the years that you know, you end up running into people. But the thing that I always found was so weird is like with when people aren't like in their riding outfit without their bike helmet <laughs> on, without their like whatever bike nerd it's, shit. It's it's like they're totally like they totally look different. So someone would be like, "Hey, Sean," I'd be like, "Wait, how does this person like <laughs> know me? Like what?" And yeah. Um, yeah. Well, right, Steve. Thanks for calling in on your flip phone. <laughs> keep the yeah, keep the dream guys. alive, uh, baby. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah. All right. You too. All right. Take care. Yeah. All right. Amazing. That's like a... How many callers have we had now? Five? That's like the most, I swear to God, Maybe that we've four. ever had. Nine, 818-985-5903. Um, if you have any uh, memories of the passage ride or comments for Sean and Nathan or complaints, you yeah, can yeah. call complaints. in with complaints. Completely berate us here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly complaints that one could have. Yeah. So you got that media attention. It blew up a little bit. And then people found out that the ride is you know uh rigorous and uh did you guys step up the uh the rigorousness to sort of filter people after those media events or I, I what i mean sort of i would say in like a light way i mean there, there was I, I feel like definitely a couple times where you know we just sort of intentionally do a harder ride because you know <laughs> I, I, now, you guys had a rating system, like a donut <laughs> we, rating we system. We did, and we, we sort of dropped it after that? a yeah. while. Yeah, we didn't really use it too much. Yeah. Um, it kind of made no sense at all. Yeah, it made a lot of sense. It, it, was, it, was, it, totally, it made no sense. It was totally sensible. All right, tell me how this went down. There was like one donut ride. One donut ride's uh, uh, a, a, a reasonably easy ride. A two donut ride's like a normal ride. A three donut ride's a hard ride. And a four donut ride is a very easy ride. Okay. <laughs> What about the five? Wasn't there a five donut too or no? No, it was, only it was four. one through four. Because the thing is, like, after a really hard ride, you don't want to eat four donuts. But after a really easy ride, sure, four donuts sounds like a great idea. So I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. And that, you know, that is an homage to the starting point, which was California Donuts at... Uh, third in New Hampshire. Third in New Hampshire, which is right off of, like, Vermont in third or yeah. Yeah. south of Beverly. 
So you guys, that's that's where you guys did your ride. And I remember, uh, you know, I did the ride. He, I did the ride off and on over the years. And there was a point where I hadn't done the ride for a while. And I showed up and there was, you know, California Donuts is this little dumpy donut shop, or it was, on 3rd Street. And nobody went there. And then when I came back to the ride, there was a huge line at California Donuts. And I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, speaking of media attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, they, they got Instagram is what happened, <laughs> yes. I think. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I would call them dumpy. Like, they're they're really, like, they were a solid <laughs> neighborhood solid. shop. And they were open they 24 hours. They weren't on the level as Tang's, though. Okay. Oh, okay. So Tang's was a little bit I, more I mean, upscale. In, no, uh, not really. Tang's is a dumpy donut no, shop. No, I will say this. Tang's had more, like, options. Yes, sandwich. Uh, they had sandwiches. They had didn't they have, like ice cream and stuff there? They had stuff? microwaved egg sandwiches. Okay, like where they cracked an egg into a dish, microwaved it in front of you, and then put it on your sandwich, which I thought was okay. absolutely disgusting. Except that I was starving after the Wolfpack ride, so I ate it anyways. But yeah, who, I, I who microwaves s- eggs? I would say that California Donuts has. In, I, I didn't go to Tang's that often, but I will say that they. I thought they had much better donuts than Tang's did. I shouldn't have yeah. called California. Yeah, donuts. much I mean, better. Well, they're, they're okay. a nice donuts. I mean, shop. to be fair, like yeah, I mean, we we also got to experience the donuts at their peak, like right as they're coming <laughs> out of the fryer. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like the freshies. Any donut that comes right out of the fryer is probably going to be good. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, because I mean, the real. Uh, you know, draw of California Donuts is that it's a 24-hour location that you can partake in without having to like lock up your bike and go inside. So it, right. you know, it's like a counter. Yeah, so it's, it's it's very convenient. Really, yeah, no, it's it's really an ideal place to you know start and end a bike ride. And that was a big know, part yeah. of your identity in a way. Yeah, and I it was, was kind of neat. We sort of got to see them. I, I think Sean said this once. We got to see them grow up. <laughs> you know, kind huh. of through the through the whole process of kind of you know like. Like when we started, they were just kind of this neighborhood donut shop. Then they got Instagram famous for a little bit. And like the the crew sort of rotated. I feel like, you know, a lot of younger, you know, people were kind of running the place for a while. They started. Oh, is that what happened? Like the 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 families. I think the next generation. Yeah. I think the next generation. And they they made these donuts. Basically, they put like children's cereal on donuts (laughs) and made it look like pandas and shit. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like. Flip out, flip out for those. I, I feel like some of those, like the you know the price hike is justified. Like the panda donut takes some work. Throwing Fruit Loops or Fruity well, Pebbles on a donut, like and charging three dollars for it, I, I that just offended me. Yeah, like, well, I mean, especially since like cereal, like once you take it out of the box, it gets like unfresh like immediately. So <laughs> yeah. it's just like stale cereal on a donut, and now I'm paying two dollars extra for that. <laughs> like that just sounds it's, like. It's, I it's, personally it's an aesthetic experience. Yeah, you know? I That's did kind not, of the entire point. <laughs> I did not order any of those funky donuts. I just went for the regular donuts. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, yeah. But we there were people there. There were lines <laughs> of people. And that was annoying. We would come back from a... Yes. We're racing to be the first in line at California <laughs> Donuts, or at least I was. <laughs> and I'd sh- get, get there, and there's already a line of 30 people. And you're like, Jesus, I really want a donut right <laughs> yeah, now. This was a three-donut ride. It, it was a bummer for yeah, a while. Yeah, we've got some donut culture here in the studio today. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was a bummer for a while. So, yeah, I mean, let's go to – we did a couple of recordings Oh yeah, yeah. Let's pe- get we our had people call in, and um, yeah, you're yeah. S- yeah. You thought people were going to have to call in ahead of time because you didn't realize it was just going to be ringing off the hook in the off studio. Off the hook, eight one eight nine eight five five nine zero three. 
I should look and see how many listeners there are. It's this, uh, maybe but I shouldn't because then I'll get depressed. But not as bad when I no, used to be on Kill Radio. Let's get I'm our, sure. you know. Um, I also wanted to read really quick. I don't know. I'm going all over the place here. I'm just too excited about this. I'm so glad that you guys came in. Um, I wanted to read one of the, the passage ride descriptions just to give the audience an example of every week that email that you get with, uh, you know, basically the, the, the description of the ride. Right. So this, I just kind of chose a random. Oh, boy. <laughs> this ride was called Megalomania. Do you remember that Oh, ride? I remember that one. Okay. Yeah, no. Whose was, ride was this? That was Nathan. mine. It was right. I think the day before Trump's inauguration. Oh, my, it, it was, oh it was, my God. It was very timely, yeah. We really try hard not to mention that, uh, yeah. but it came up again. No, okay. we got to watch somebody piss on Donald Trump's star. It was really Get it was spectacular. Out of here. Yeah. Oh, I see the picture. Yep. Was it somebody from the ride? No, no, no. It was some guy who was just what? hanging out on Hollywood Boulevard. It was you, like you showed up to Donald Trump's star and somebody pissed on it right there in oh, front yeah. of everybody. yeah. <laughs> that that blows my mind. That is fantastic. We had some nice fortuitous moments. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this was called Megalomania, and the email that gets sent out has this copy in it um, that people receive. So, quote, dream big, they say. Fake it till you make it. Don't let the haters get you down. This can all be good advice, of course, up to a point. It all depends on what sort of big dreams you have, how many people you have to, quote, fake it to, and whether the haters actually have some really good points. The conundrum here is that the biggest dreamers can have the most damaging ideas and the least ability slash desire to assess their merit. And though Los Angeles certainly has no monopoly on this kind of grandiosity, it does have its own ways of cultivating and institutionalizing it, some of which we will explore tonight on bicycles. I mean, that's poetry to me, you know? I'm fucking really glad that I read that without screwing up. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, that, that to me gives the, the ride that, that mysticism that you talked about earlier, Nathan, where it's like, it's not just a bike ride through the streets of Los Angeles, which many of the party rides are, and there's nothing wrong with them. This is this is something extra, and both you guys actually wrote very well. I would say. I mean, w- Nathan, you wrote for your rides, and Sean, you wrote for your rides. Yep. yep. We should try to find one that Sean did too. Um, let me let me go to this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, while while you're searching through there, I mean, I guess I'd just say that you know, like the the writing, even though some of the descriptions were often, you know, only slightly related to the actual ride <laughs> itself. You know, they were very <laughs> opaque. You know, th- there was kind of a consistency of tone, I guess, that we kind of went for. And yeah. it, I mean, sometimes it was sort of this, you know, goofy, you know, like, surre- I don't want to say surrealist, but just kind of like, you know, off the wall sort of thing, I think, especially in the early rides. But, you know, <laughs> later on, I, I feel like there was... In some points, it was almost this quasi-academic style, which sometimes was completely unjustified. But, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of did set a tone for kind of, you know, if, if you tell somebody some 
something completely unrelated to what you're actually doing. <laughs> and then they're out on the ride trying to make sense of what you wrote. <laughs> you know, it's, it's another way of reframing the city, you know, and it's sort yeah, of sure. like it functions as, you know, even if it's, you know, just sort of a, a prompt, I guess, it sort of, you know, functions to kind of make the ride a little different. Who came up with the Los Angeles City border ride where you guys rode the original Los Angeles City? Okay. Yeah, that that was mine. Like, uh-huh. I just, I mean, I just saw a map of the original borders. And I'm like, wow, this, you know, that I I know there are streets still here that kind of follow this. So, and then there are some places where there are not streets where the border followed it. And so... I didn't. I didn't get to go on that ride, but I thought that was like a fascinating concept. Well, incompletism. I think we'll be redoing that one because when Sean redid my that that ride, <laughs> I missed that ride that he redid. So I'm going to redo his redo of my ride because I missed it. Oh my God. <laughs> this isn't the first sense. time you guys have been doing redos too, because Peter Ruby called in and left a message. Oh yeah. Let yeah, me let's, let me go to his thing real quick. Yeah, we we don't want to cut off our loyal fans who left messages ahead of time. So this <laughs> is like. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I got to find this. Let's see. How do I get this? Sh- should uh, I, I don't know what he's going to say, but maybe I could also help set this up by the sure. the, the documentary that's, that Steve was talking about. Peter Ruby was the one shooting that documentary, which at some point he'll, he'll you know, you know, it's something that he's just doing in his spare time. So Now, now, now Peter Ruby is an example, like, you know, I'm going to talk really quick about the the people that showed up to your rides um, were uh, very uh, diverse, but just also, you know, Peter Peter filmed the, like a documentary. He was on the Obama campaign. Yeah. And he, he would tell me stories about how he was flying on the plane with Obama. And, I mean, that's just fascinating to me. And now he lives in Switzerland. He's a, he's a filmmaker, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and he, he lives in Switzerland, and he called in and uh, left us a, f- a very long, I mean, there's <laughs> like 15 he's, minutes. He's of a talker. He is, and that's great. I, lo- <laughs> I love him for that. I love Peter. Thanks, Ruby. Peter. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Peter. Um, I tried to kind of pick out a few highlights, but uh, I have one here called Devilish Look. What is that one? I think that has to do with Sean. Or what did I just do here? I just screwed up. I, I'm on my, we're in the flip. We're in the flip phone of of studios here at KPFK. I just completely That's lost that. Um, <laughs> hold on. There it is. It's still, hundred times better than Kill Radio. Great with Nathan did totally impossible, right? Okay, totally so impossible, is, right? This is Peter. So Ruby. we did less than a third of that ride, and I remember thinking Sean must have like set us up <laughs> um, for this. Uh, like he had this like kind of almost devilish like look on his face the whole time like he's sort of enjoying it but we're just yeah you you fuckers <laughs> because i'd be on the ride and i'd be like hey guys is there any more major something hills or something <laughs> like and then nathan would be just like oh um yeah i'm not totally sure i think maybe not <laughs> possibly there might be that, you that say something totally vague <laughs> and non-committal i mean because honestly i might not remember what's around like three turns ahead you know yeah people usually used to accuse us of lying but it was more just like you know we just couldn't remember yeah you know? sure the, the ronald reagan or excuse. don't remember that being a hard hill that's sort of that often, is also there's, there's often you know a big hill means different things to different that is people. also true you know speaking of this whole tough guy thing i mean like i you know a few times i i remember actually very late in the ride i kind of lashed out at someone 
um, in a way that was uncool because Whoa. just because they they were complaining about hills and I was just a little tired of hearing about it. It's right. like I was like I wouldn't call any of these things hills. Like none of these are hills. <laughs> like this is a bump. Like if it's not 250 feet, it's not a hill. You know, like it's it's. I mean, that's another thing is that people come to these rides sometimes. I would find this on Wolfpack too. They'd have expectations of professionalism. <laughs> And they don't realize that behind the green curtain is just a couple of guys organizing. No one's getting paid. This is just for fun. This is just to hang out with people. (laughs) It's not like a professional thing that you paid a ticket admission to. So relax. You know, we're on an adventure together kind of thing. Yeah, but I will say that, you know, overall people were – you know. Yeah, this this is just very few people. Every once in a while, most <laughs> most everybody understood. I mean, because how are you even going to find out about this stuff? Mm-hmm. It's not on Yelp or anything <laughs> like that. So. It's like flailing around trying to recreate the ride, totally failing. I came away from this, yeah, totally frustrated, but totally uh, much more appreciative and in awe of the work that they put into this ride. Um, but this isn't um, actually the one moment or the one ride I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to leave you a third voicemail. A uh, third okay. voicemail. <laughs> Peter was. Peter okay, was. So this was right. <laughs> Peter, Wait, Peter we, was can, very all about this. Can can can, can we go back to the the the, the concept? I don't I th- don't think we talked about the concept of the ride he's talking about. I just figured sure. out what she's talking about. Okay. So so the, yeah, yeah this, this was, was a redo exactly so this was a ride that i did where i missed the ride that nathan had done and he'd done this really cool ride where the whole ride was within a, a mile diameter M- mile radius, radius, radius. Yeah. a mile radius of the start yeah and but it was like a 25 mile ride within that one mile radius <laughs> and so it was just like all these back fuck you guys <laughs> So it's just like all these back, you know, alleys and weird wiggles and stuff. Love it. And I missed it. And so from for a ride where Nathan wasn't there, I did a ride where I forced the people who had been on that ride to recreate that ride. Oh my god. I love that. But oh. I had the route. So yeah, that's 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 <laughs> that's so yeah, like they kept kind of like is this right? I'd be like just keep going. Just <laughs> just just do your best. Evil laugh, yeah, devilish I, look. Yeah, I definitely am the maybe more sadistic of the two of us. I think. <laughs> um, Hi, Roadblock. Sean, okay, Nathan. So this is Esther <laughs> calling. Here's a call from <laughs> Esther, who uh, has been doing the ride since I guess ride number seven, or she says so. So we'll, we'll play hers. Okay. It's okay. a shorter clip, and uh, we'll talk about it. So I have uh, many memorable locations, paths, hills hikes and victory donuts from the passage ride but i guess i should start with my first passage ride which was back in 2009 it was called um it was ride number nine i recently had to look this up uh it was called donuts to donuts dust to dust um this ride came into my life when i needed it most um i needed um to find a group ride without frequent long stops and a ride that wasn't a fast-paced Wolfpack hustle and one that didn't start at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. I learned to ride a bike when I was 23, and when I found Passage, I was still a relatively new cyclist. I commuted to work by bike, but not regularly, and commuting to new locations using unknown routes for a show or a party still made me feel a little nervous. I went on this ride on a whim by myself and completely fell in love. 
I came home feeling really accomplished, which was very unusual feeling for me. I mean, I go out to shows and to the theater and other fun events, but never feel like I did something. Just went out and soaked up someone else's hard work. So, you know, for the first time, I felt like I earned what I felt. Um, anyhow, I think that's why I kept going back every Wednesday. I think for me, the ride will always stand out, not only because of its uniqueness and its composition or wit, but also because it made me appreciate where I had been living since the early 90s more than I ever had. This ride could take you, like, to the deep valley or some suburban sprawl and still manage to make it fun, um, also find a fascinating historical site and teach you something new. And um, there's something to the dynamic of the group for me. At least my first couple of years when I was riding regularly with Passage, I felt really chill on this ride. It was a ride I could do and be as social or antisocial as I felt that day. Speaking of the group, it was um, really cool to see how some of the regulars would come together to pitch in on anniversary or weekend camping rides whether it's fresh donut frying or building a pizza oven for camp for all the riders. I remember ride number 100 was a century ride with a lot of inconvenient passages sprinkled into the route. And I think it was around mile 80 or 88, just as I was trying to figure out a possible exit strategy. Not sure if I could do the full 100 miles. We stopped in some grassy area for a rest and, uh, from a bush, I saw Peter and Jackie dragging a well-hidden tarp and pots and pans. Soon the oil was heating, and within minutes, we had fresh fried donuts in our hands. To be honest, I don't know if it was both Peter and Jackie. I was so tired, but someone made it happen. Somehow, donuts got me to ride 100 miles on a track bike, so thank you. <laughs> Check. I actually remember that ride. Um, I was on that ride, too. and We were over in uh, San Gabriel Valley on the Rio Hondo path or something. Yeah. After 80, 80 miles, it was nighttime. The moon was out. It was beautiful. And you guys stopped, and we went off path and just sat on the sand. So, like, that's a great memory from Esther. I'm so glad that she left that. Uh, yeah. So, um, it was also a terrible idea, but like a, a terrible <laughs> idea in the, I mean, you know, well, like cause you guys hid everything the day before, well, right? Peter well, did, Peter yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. No, that was a great, uh, like what Peter did was amazing, but just the idea of like stopping for donuts, like 88 miles <laughs> into a century, it's like the exact worst time to actually like, no, do that like, is the best time. Oh, I don't that know, is man. the best time. You need I, I feel energy. like that's right where you start to cramp up. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're like, you take a break, you drink some yeah. water, you eat a donut, gives you mm -hmm. energy. But no, I mean, that was definitely one of the sort of most special moments of yeah. any of the rides, I think. Like that, you know, another one of those things where it is kind of a bad idea, but you realize as you're doing it, wow, this is really amazing, you know? And, and that's kind of like, you know, and that's, I, I'm glad that, you know, you know, Peter and Jackie stepped up for that. And, yeah. you know. Huh, that's so cool. I, the, the other one that she mentioned was that one with the pizza oven. Which that was that was your ride, right, Sean? When we went yeah. out to Palmdale, so yeah, yeah. It was, what was that one called? That was a weekend ride. Yeah, I went was, on that it one. It was four hundred. What what it's, was that it's called? It's like you went to the Devil's Punch Bowl. Right? That was, was insane. Over the we, hill. We over, yeah. yeah. It was just called Over the Hill. Over the hill. Yeah, yeah like I benign, <laughs> uh, innocent. We went on the Metrolink to pa uh, to uh, Palmdale, got off, did a whole bunch of 
there was some dirt paths. There was some water channel. Yeah, there along the aqueduct a little ways. Yeah, um, and rando roads. Trying to find, I mean, you know, that whole area between there and the devil's punch bowl there's like not much so it was it was <laughs> it was in some ways very easy and in some ways very hard to find like the few interesting things between the two so we tried to do is you know like there was a little tunnel that i found and and, and, and we okay so we went to devil's punch bowl and it was a camping trip so we, we brought our stuff to camp with and it to get to devil's punch bowl from the metrolink it's quite a incline yeah it's like a long slow incline yeah and um, we finally got to Devil's Punch Bowl. Then we went for a one mile or more hike around in Devil's Punch Bowl, and did some. Uh, it was just a hike, and, and we we did some scrambling. There <laughs> yeah, was a point some, where there's some fun hiking in Devil's Punch Bowl. <laughs> I had all I had was my bike shoes, and um, people were climbing up this like waterfall thing, and. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to get up this thing. And people had to, like, pull me up. It was so awesome. And we we hiked all the way around. Then we got back on our bikes. Then we rode again up some crazy incline to the campsite where Nathan has a pizza oven built out of bricks that he brought. Which is not on a bike. <laughs> I, I, I should. I mean, I I wasn't able to go on the ride anyway because I sort of had, like, a flu that week. But um, – what a treat. Oh, but, so yeah. that's going to be in completism. That's it a completism is. route. Yeah. So in oh, my <laughs> fucking God. I mean, because like, you guys, you guys were liars. That's why you're <laughs> like, yeah, that there was a part where we had to hike up <laughs> to <laughs> Angela's Crest up there. And Sean was saying something like, oh, yeah, it's rideable. It, that, that single track, it's rideable. And I was like, OK, cool. I'll bring my bike shoes. Cool. None of that was rideable. We hiked six miles up. Well, I, so the thing was, is I scouted like the first part and then I sort of scouted enough to feel like oh yeah this is totally rideable yeah the first two like but but like I literally like stopped scouting like right before it stopped being rideable I mean that was a hike and it was was six miles it was long it was really long then we got up to Angela's Crest and 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 then we had to go up even more and you know thank I also want to give a shout out to Enzo who was very graciously did a water drop at the top for us which was so necessary because we would have been in I think in trouble if we didn't have that water at the top and then what did we do we did route 39 down or something yeah that was the closed closed section yeah yeah and I've I had to tap out because my brakes on that bike suck and uh that was just on the downhill portion i actually hitchhiked oh, really? to catch up to you guys because i i just i'm heavy i'm huge i'm six foot eight i weigh 200 <clears throat> pounds and uh my brakes were just not ready for that so i it's a I, long downhill i ended up getting in some dude's pickup truck and catching up with you guys and then we got on the gold line or something like that yeah I mean, you c- we could go on forever. It's 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 now s- we're we're a little bit over time, so ah. I'm gonna. Is, is there anything else that we were supposed to cover that we didn't, or does it matter? Oh, d- you know, we're gonna talk uh, about what projects you guys have ah. uh, moving forward. So we we know about completism. Is there a way to get on the list for that? I mean, I, I think if you just go to the the passageride.com, if you just go to the passageride.com and then look, um, I believe there's a link to the mailing list there. And if you sign up for the passage mailing list, you'll get all the completism emails. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is a really well documented ride too, by the way. Like, 
Um, the PassageRide.com is amazing. There's amazing photography. There's all the rides. There's all the uh, write-ups that you guys did. Um, that's fantastic. Are you guys going to continue to archive completism on there too? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, that's, you know, the whole idea of completism is to sort of take some of the conceptual pressure off of us and sort of, you know, I mean, there's definitely some more packaging that needs to happen for the passage ride. I mean, we've been talking about, you know, doing a book. I mean, since year two, we were talking about, we should do a book and someday we'll do that. Um, more immediately, I was sort of hoping maybe even for this Christmas season have, We've been talking about doing like a poster of the route map. I I just oh, sort of that dropped so cool. I sort of dropped the ball on that. I don't think that's going to happen for Christmas. Sorry. Yeah, maybe for next Christmas. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> or whenever. It doesn't yeah, have to be yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Fuck I know. Christmas. I know. I just I was you know trying to get my sales on. You know, <laughs> but uh, and then yeah. there's also span. Which uh, yeah, so there's uh, Taylor Fitzgibbon, who is a regular passage rider for quite a while, uh, and I have started. Um, not quite a nonprofit yet, but soon, hopefully, a nonprofit organization that uh, it's the Spatial Awareness Network, which is really, wow. I mean, similar in spirit to the Passage Ride in that it's about exploring space and place in Los Angeles, but really kind of expanding it out into other, you know, looking at how, what, like hikes and walks and yeah, because maps a lot of and film screenings and lectures and yeah. Because you guys didn't just do, you guys got into uh, like walks and particularly uh, drainage systems for a while. We we were doing some extracurricular yeah. uh, drain exploring for sure. Yeah, um, miles underground. Yeah, I mean, you know. Going that's, from that's like Beverly and Vermont to Biona. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing. I mean, that's that, that could be a whole other uh, yeah, yeah. radio show. But, I mean, you know, the whole city is, you know, underneath the whole city, there's a grid of, you know, storm drains that is sort of architectural in scale. And so, you know, there's quite a bit of exploring that can be done down there. Yeah, and we I, went down in the bike and bikes several times. Yeah. I, I remember doing um, an Angelopes ride where Nathan did an art installation about five miles into <laughs> the tunnel off of Biona Creek. We were riding. Yep. It was Angelopes, and they had a, a sound bike, tricycle, and, and tall bikes and what whatnot. And we crawled into the the water drainage channel and rode in complete darkness with, you know, I don't know, dubstep or something on the sound bike. <laughs> and we got to this point, and there was an art installation that, Nathan, you had installed the day before yep. or something. And I just kept thinking... Nathan actually went into this channel by himself and installed this in complete darkness <laughs> and came back out. And I, I don't even feel c- like 100% safe in here with all, you know, with a bunch of people. Like that's quite a that's quite a thing. So that's a the whole of the show to talk about the the do the Tunnel Talk podcast. Yeah, there there really should be a, another show where you guys yeah. talk about those. Yeah, those. More Lock Life, the podcast. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Span, is there a website for there, that? There is. It is uh, a little bit complicated. It's uh, sp-a-n.org. Okay. Um, you can. I think you can also go to just spatialawarenessnetwork.org, or if you just Google Spatial Awareness Network, okay. it should come up. But, okay. Uh, yeah. And Nathan, what you got going on? You got any? Uh, oh, nothing special. <laughs> I mean, nothing uh, special. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, just. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Don't he's, lie. Yep. He's, he's, he's got his house out in the desert. Yeah, no. Oh, Joshua Tree. Yeah, no. Finished. Is, it, is that kind of where you stay at now? No, I mean, in L.A., like, um, during the week, and then every weekend that we can, like, my wife and I will go out to Joshua Tree. Uh-huh. And then, I, I don't know, I've been fixing it up, you know, putting in a tile floor this year, which took way longer than it should have. You know, oh, all, yeah. all uh, homeowner garbage, you know, <laughs> like, which, yeah. Well, right on. I've been getting into bulldozers. I'll <laughs> show bulldozers. you the video. Yeah, yeah. I Ooh. have a bulldozer. Yeah. My pops left one behind. Nice. Um, okay, so it's been great to have you guys on. This was the most callers in history of Bike Talk. <laughs> also, I'm seeing that we had the most listeners in oh, the history of whoa. Bike Talk. Wow. So yeah. hey, remember thanks, when I guys. told you that the stakes are really low? Yeah. I mean, now the stakes have been, been raised. <laughs> we raised them, yeah. We yeah, raised the bar. We might not be able to beat this ever again. <laughs> thanks, callers, for calling yeah. in. Yes, and thank you, everyone, for coming on the ride over the years. We appreciate you guys. I'm getting misty-eyed. I get misty-eyed a little bit about this ride because it was really the last great Midnight Riders ride. And uh, I'm glad to see that completism is happening and that you guys are still going. So There's still, there's still a few that are kicking around, though, aren't there? Um. Yeah, I don't know. The website, it's looking it's pretty the, dead. Well, they're not days. on the website yeah. anymore. Spin-off. You guys, you guys kept it up though. You guys kept putting and, photos and there and, and the yeah. Ride. yeah. I, I think up until the point that Link started breaking, we we yes. kept. I'm really it. sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. The hosting nah. for that website is insane. I yeah. don't even know why yeah. I'm. I was talking to Demi about moving it. Yeah. Yeah. They, there's no. They're charging me up the ass to you know keep that old PHP. Going, <laughs> right so, yeah. yeah but anyways thanks guys and um, thank you thank you everybody out there we're way over and we're gonna we're you, gonna you can just all right. cut most of what we said it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i mean for the podcast you know we'll mostly edit out any dumb comments that i said and uh <laughs> and so forth no we're, this was pretty good i think this was a good one we're gonna <laughs> that, keep that's that. what we aim for <laughs> pretty good pretty good <laughs> <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Alright. I rise in the morning and greet the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. The transportation shows I care. Every turn of the pedal cleans the air. Green in the green, I'm saving the planet. Just like my friends Daryl, Sean, Toby, and Janet. No greenhouse gas, a tiny carbon footprint up your ass. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. 
Our Twitter handle is Bike Talk PFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. 